<laughs> the GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Joining me now from investusa.org, right in the Midlands of South Carolina, fresh out of Columbia, is from American Thinker, also a writer at American Thinker, is Michael Letts. How's it going, sir? Doing great, Bill. Thank you for the opportunity. Always a privilege. Yes, sir. Now, uh, you, uh, for, for this audience that has, I, I don't know if they've ever, ever heard from you before, you've given 11, you have donated 11,000 protective vests to law enforcement across the country, right? That is correct, and it yep. grows every day. So that number may be slightly low, but it continues to grow. Yep, that's 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 always a fluid number, and that's uh, you're trying to get get it to where every law enforcement, including the canines, have a protective vest. Yeah, yeah. There's no question. We need to make sure they have active shooter vests, and here's the reason why. What we're seeing, Bill, is the fact that you know in the old days you had concealable vests that would stop a handgun, and that's it. And it seems to be the criminal element have, for whatever reason, decided that handguns are not sufficient anymore. They're using rifles, long-range rifles, assault weapons, and uh, those will cut right through a concealable vest. So we had to create new technology, active shooter vest with titanium plates in it. will stop anything, but unfortunately, 90% of officers across the country don't have them. Right. But I promise you the uh, criminal element does. So... Uh... When, when we get into a situation like where we are today, right, uh, with, with I'm sure that there's like in in Columbia, South Carolina, Sheriff Lott has basically got he has a rapid response capability down there. He's got armored personnel carriers. He's got aircraft. Uh, do you normally see an uptick in interest in the products that you make and distribute uh, when this uh, kind of kind of thing pops up? Well, there's no question. I mean, but I will tell you what's really driving the, the issue. And it's the fact that America is now realizing how vulnerable we are with an open border system. And they realize now that Hamas is just a precursor. And that, quite frankly, the intel that's coming across the wires from the Middle East give every indication that America's next. We expect it to be not years down the road, but very imminent. And the only people who stand between them and keeping us alive and free is that thin blue line that keeps crumbling every day. And you better make sure they're protected and to be able to do their job. Well, and that's a good point. I mean, I, I've talked to a lady named uh, Kay Rubicek, who works for Epoch, Epoch right. Times. She did a, a documentary called Gotaways, and she was astounded how many military-aged men are part of the gotaways. And when you ask her how many, when I was trying to get a number from her, just based on her observances, because they were there filming for weeks, um, based upon her, whatever, wherever the equation comes from, she says that there's as many as 8 million illegal immigrants here in the United States. And there may be as many as a million or two that are bad, bad actors that are military age men. I would agree with her. Her numbers are just low. They're more like 15 million that are illegal. And uh, we probably have up to 5 million that are either part of the cartels, human trafficking, uh, military age, or on the terrorist watch list. Now, the... Uh... 
and I, I want to I want to bounce this off of you. I just want your opinion on this. I mean, since since you deal with the, some of the stuff you deal with, uh, I am look what what I think I might see in the United States is one of those uh, dismounted Mumbai type attacks where they have coordinated attacks going off every five minutes, and right. they're they're trying to thin out the 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 response they get because it starts starts here at the post office. Five minutes later, it starts at the school. Five minutes later, it starts at the shopping mall. And then, you know, the first call goes out and everybody's headed to the post office. But then the second call comes out where it's at the school. And then it begins to, they got something else going on. Yeah. Yeah, they're being played. Yeah. And that that is a common tactic. It's amazing all the, uh, you know, these people are very uh, technical uh, crime wave now, shall we say. You know, the old days, you know, you, uh, people would just come up with a pull out a pistol and try to rob the cash register and run out the door. Boy, those days are over. Things are very complicated now. They use yep. all kind of technology and planning stages. And unfortunately, they become very uh, proficient at it. You know, uh, during uh, 9-11, the, the way the 9-11 teams were coordinated and everything, that was based off of the PlayStation messaging application. Correct. They, mm-hmm. they did. They did all of their. They did all of their communications through that, so that they would not be tracked. Um, and the interesting thing is that apparently the the Israeli intelligence array, which I've always thought was like the one of the best, if not the best, uh, they failed to catch any glimmer that this was about to happen. And if we caught it, we didn't say anything about it. We didn't say anything about it. And that's the frustrating part. You know, it's, it's what's frustrating is to watch the administration that are so adept at not being truthful. Uh, on the one hand, they help set the stage for this to occur. And then on the other hand, immediately we stand with our brothers in arms and we'll do everything we can to support them. Of course, talk is cheap. Yeah. And that's all that they have gotten to this point. You know, it's interesting. Let me just hear yeah, this just developed, uh, Bill, the last six, eight hours. I've got calls. Of course, remember, I told you I've done intelligence work and have friends all across the world in the Middle East and Israel. I've got calls from the IDF. They are um, drafting Israelis, even those that live here, who live here in the United States, and asking them to come back and fight for the homeland. The issue is. The active shooter vests that we're talking about are so difficult to get because, you know, I mean, you can buy them a dime a dozen in China, but that's Chinese steel. It doesn't work. Right. American, uh, you know, alloy products are what you need. And uh, unfortunately, this administration has been very, very harsh on American industry and not allowing it to uh, fulfill its potential. So the products are very difficult to come by, and I was just felt horrible. They were just begging me, "What can we get anything from you?" And I said, "Well, understand that I, my first and foremost obligation is to take, protect the American people, but we will see what we can do." And so we are putting together now um, a supply for them. And the great part about it is, I said, now, you know, obviously the people that donate to Invest donate for Americans. They said, don't worry, we've got plenty of wealthy donors that'll write the check for whatever it is you can find. Uh, but it's it's just it's sad that we would have to do that in the private sector. That our government, who remember, are standing shoulder to shoulder and side by side with the Israelis, 
can't seem to perform any better than what we're doing. Well, you know, I, I look at the, the veterans movement now and I see all the all the apparatus out there that, you know, the promise is made to these guys. It was made to me. It was probably made to you. When you join the service, you're going to get this when you get out. And then they never keep it. So the veterans have, have, have gotten together and there's organizations and American legions and they're all looking out for each other. So it doesn't really surprise you that the government is inept at this kind of thing, does it? I mean, no, really? Yeah. Frustrates you, Bill, but you're yeah. right. That would yeah. be a, a surprise, no. Frustrate, yes. Yeah. Are you packing? Always. Okay. This is what I this is what I tell folks. Uh, I was just on a show on Fox uh, nationally, and I was saying that look, here's where we stand in this country now. Let's just be very frank. We know we have open borders. We know we have tens of thousands of terrorists on the terrorist watch list, probably more than that, who are in terrorist cells across the country. They're preparing to create uh, harm to the American people. The thin blue line is thin, thin blue line because they're defunding the police. Interestingly, on a side note, you don't see how Black Lives Matter has come out and endorsed Hamas uh, and uh, called for people to join the freedom movement for Hamas against the Israelis. But um, anyway, because of Black Lives Matter, Antifa, the defund the police, and the, the mandated vaccinations, you remember we lost thousands and thousands of officers across the country who refused to be guinea pigs. Right. Refused the vaccination. And soldiers. And soldiers. And soldiers. You're exactly right. They yeah. decimated our military, decimated our first responders. So the point we're making, uh, Bill, is because we are have such a thin blue line. Now, there is absolutely no way when an issue really begins to affect this country that they can provide the kind of line of defense that we need. So what is that translated? That well, means you. Yeah. As, yeah. you know, Mike, the head of your house. Michael, I've run out of time. I've run out of time. Yeah. You'll be back. I'll be talking to you next week anyway. Thank you very much for Thank joining you, me today, and have a good weekend. And stay safe. You got it. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. When we get back, uh, Vivek, he's sort of uh, – I'm 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 mystified by the direction he's going in right now. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Um, to be president of the, to be a good president of the United States, you got to be able to read the room. That means you got to know what to say and how to say it and how to present it. America wants leadership. Now, we don't have it right now. We got a couple of people vying to give it to you. One of them being Vivek Ramaswamy, Ramaswamy, whatever. And, uh, well, he got on Tucker Carlson's Twitter show yesterday. And uh, Tucker Carlson does not believe that we have any interest in the attacks of Hamas on Israel. And that we should focus on our own domestic security. Now, if we're going to abandon all of the treaties, okay, let's abandon all of the treaties. But right now, 
we're not really honoring anything because the resident in there is not really of that type. So Ramaswamy is out there and he's saying that everybody's bought off. He told Carlson the selective nature of ignoring certain other conflicts, even more importantly, ignoring the interests of the U.S. right here at home, is what irritates the heck out of me. It is shameful, and I think that there are, frankly, financial and corrupting influences that lead them exactly to speak the way they do. And that's just the hard truth. Now, okay. This is the, these are the words of somebody who has never been in charge of something like this. He's been in charge of plenty of other things and really big money-making things, but he made it more plain. He said he was open to providing limited military support for Israel by sending weapons, but slammed his opponents for calling for a stronger military response against Iran and refusing to take the option of ground troops off the table. He said the Lindsey Grahams or the Nikki Haley's or the John Bolton's or, you know, other people of this persuasion support military interventions because of the money. Some people do have ideological commitments that are outdated but earnest, but a lot of it comes down to money, the corrupting influence of super PACs on the process. Well, Vivek, if you want to be the chief executive of the United States, what do you think about those two dozen Americans that got killed? And we don't know how many of them got taken hostage. Is that an important issue? Should we just write them off? Or is that making it a priority in foreign policy at the moment is, is some sort of evidence of corruption? And I guess your message as commander-in-chief would be travel abroad and get killed or captured by terrorists. And we don't care. This was recognized by people like Scott Johnson and Noah Rothman. Uh... Mr. Rothman encapsulated it in one paragraph. Americans, public officials, and average voters alike do not support Israel in this time of testing because they've been bought off. They recognize a partner nation in need when they see one. They understand that when our enemies chant death to America after murdering Israeli Jews, they're not confused. They comprehend the high stakes of a conflict they did not seek and did not and do not want but was thrust upon them nonetheless. There are everybody there's a lot of people I know that will get out there and they will tell you that every one of these military actions has been a result of a conspiracy, somehow or somewhere. Pearl Harbor was an inside job. 9-11 was an inside job. USS Liberty was an inside job. All these things were inside jobs, like we just can't stand to not be in combat or we're in war. Because of the economic boost you get out of it. But... Do you understand how perilous that would be for any government to go that route that is not communist? And once again, if that were to be true, the biggest the biggest issue that drives it is the fact that we're just so easygoing. We're so hospitable. And on this day of jihad that they're calling for, where they want to forcibly convert the world to Islam and wipe out Judaism, Christianity, and any other competing religions. You've got to be mindful of that fact if you're going to be in charge of the United States of America. Now, right now, we're broke 
Everybody knows we're broke. The resident knows we're broke. Congress knows we're broke. And the idea that American support for Israel has to do with some fantasy wealth redistribution is stupid. And now Ramaswamy becomes, he becomes, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, he's the one that claims to be the only pure man on the stage. I've had people call me before and tell me all the issues in the world and who, who who's at the root of all of that. But they can never tell me who's in charge of that. They can never tell me any names. See, I'm looking for names. We know, for example, we know who's in the hierarchy of Hamas. They have names. We don't know who the foot soldiers are because they're foot soldiers. They're only known locally within their unit. But we know who the leaders are. We know who the planners are. Right? Who are the Zionist leaders? Who are the Zionist planners? And and why are some of the why are some of the Jewish people leftists? <laughs> so Nobody's ignoring the border crisis except the resident and this current government. We know about it. The states know about it. States, you know, Greg Abbott, Ron DeSantis, they're forcing sanctuary cities and states to deal with the consequences of the open border. And now the Democrat mayors and governors are getting vocal about the crisis because they're getting the illegal immigrants from Florida and from from, uh, Texas. So... Does it bother Ramaswamy that we focus on the launch of an Islamic war that is all designed to bring the entire region into a conflict? We just should ignore that. And Yeah, okay, gotcha. With a little shift, uh, the Biden administration has decided to get involved in banking to a degree that you would, you're not going to believe. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right, GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 I got a call right now. Let's go to Atticus in Malden. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, Bill, good to talk to you again. I spoke to you uh, about, I don't know, three, four weeks ago about uh, the Tesla, and, and you had a whole segment on EVs, and you asked me to call you back. Sure. To, to tell you about my road trip to Texas. So I thought okay. I'd do that. How'd that go? <laughs> Uh, it, it went pretty well. Um, I added up the stops. Uh, so, I, you know, I left with the full charge, but I did do eight stops. So you're like, one way? A lot. But I, uh, I made eight stops, um, but that way my son and I, could, we, we swapped off every hour and a half to two hours, and it broke up the trip. We did it in one day. Uh, first stop, I made it all the way past Atlanta. And stopped at, you know, the supercharger was near a Panera and, um, you know, was able to get some bagels and keep yeah. going. Lunch. A couple yeah. stops late. <laughs> I went to my first ever Bucky's because Leeds, Alabama had a supercharger. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So it was kind of fun. We stopped in Vicksburg, Mississippi. They had a, a supercharger at a casino. I said, let's go lose some money. And we went and managed to lose about $10 on slots, had a grand old time, but kept going. So overall, it's, it added eight 
stops and you know i'd only charge enough to get to uh the next supercharger pretty much um it broke up the trip oh we didn't find it too much of an imposition um but you know it definitely slows you down i mean I got a buddy who drives up to New England. He's like, I only need to make one stop, you know, and uh, that's it. I'm like, well, you got a, a bladder of steel, my friends. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Now, if yes. in the event that you have some sort of a, a issue with the vehicle as far as the way it runs or moves or something, you have yeah. to – where do you take it to get it fixed? Oh, that that's a good question. So um, there are cameras on the Tesla, and one of my cameras went out, and I found out the hard way that – that uh, not only your autopilot, which keeps you in your lane and all that, which is a kind of a very cool feature to have, especially on a long road trip, but also your cruise control stops working. So what I did is I went on the Tesla app, this about maybe three months ago, four months ago, and I, I, I put in a service request. They actually sent a guy out to my house, and he, he popped out uh, the right camera, and he fixed it. If it's a bigger issue, like um, let's say I have a, a collision there's really no collision centers around here that can work on it, so I'd have to take it to Charlotte. They'd probably give me a loaner, uh, but that would be a pain in the butt because caliber collision, nobody around here uh, is authorized, per se, to work on these Teslas. So right. that is a pain in the butt. You know? Right. <laughs> so, well, I mean, with so, Tesla, when you own a Tesla, you're basically you're, you're always connected to Tesla, always. Right. right. You're right. always exactly. your car is always talking to Tesla. Exactly. Um, they they know where I am at every moment. So I figure I, I, I play nice and, and wave at Elon at one of the cameras. And hey, Uncle Elon, you know, yeah. Stay on their so side. <laughs> do with, with Tesla's, do they crash test them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember the, the, the model I have, the Model Y. I remember a while back looking at their crash test. These things are very hard to roll because they're so bottom heavy because the, right. uh, yeah. the batteries. So I saw a crash test. Actually, it might have been a Model X, the bigger um, kind of SUV with the Falcon wing doors, where they, like, do the side crash test, and it goes into a sand pit. And you see the thing, like, want to flip over, but then right itself right away. So, they, so it's not that they never flip, um, but but it's much rarer because they're so bottom heavy. Um you know, so so in the uh, crash test, they don't rupture the battery any times. I, you know, that I don't know. I'm sure that would be an easy. Uh, I, I have heard of. Um, I have there, there's a there's a whole channel of Tesla crashes called Wham Bam Tesla Cam, and you know <laughs> people get you know the crashes. Yeah, it's, it's. I actually submitted. I had a I had a bike fall off on the tollway here as I was on my way to State Park and. I submitted that camera footage and it made it to Wham Bam, but uh, but uh, they do. Uh, I've I've heard of you know okay the battery pack's been damaged and it leaks out. Yeah, I, as long as it doesn't catch fire, you're you're in good shape. Uh, you know, I guess if it catches fire, it burns at a pretty high temperature. So yeah. there's no denying that. But you know, gas cars catch fire at a much higher, uh, even relative to the amount of uh, if you take the well. They don't. They, ratio. they don't catch, catch fire, fire for the reasons that Teslas catch fire. Right. For. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, anyway, like, I, yes. I over one time lots of things catch on fire. I've just the the, the thing with <laughs> see as soon as they figure out the whole lithium ion battery thing, they might have me on board. Yeah. No. I mean, 
you know, the best part is just being able to plug it in home, um, you know, and I do have solar panels. I got them before I ever thought of getting a Tesla. You know what? I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a very quick question here just simply because I'm looking at the time and everything. So in your trip, when you were going and you were finding these charging stations, what would have happened Mm -hmm. if we had twice as many electric cars on the road today as we do today? What would that have done, do you think, to your weight? How many charging stations were there? When you would pull up on one, was there one? Was there 20? Oh, I, what would you find? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. On, on just about every stop, I, I there may have been one or two other Teslas there. Now, where you actually have to wait are places like California where they're like everybody's got a Tesla and there's, you know. But I didn't see one single place where I was like, uh-oh, we got to wait. And typically, I've heard that when you have to wait, it's it's only like five minutes or so. Well, you um, know, with California, you know what they're talking about doing in California? Oh, yeah, forcing it. Um, well, I mean, uh, California, Tesla's apparently, you can take power in and they can siphon power out of one. And California is looking at all the Teslas that are plugged in overnight as a alternative energy source. Ah, uh, but, you know... I think only the Ford F1 Lightning can actually reverse that and actually power something else. Right now, you can't do it on a Tesla, but that would be really okay. That would be interesting. I mean, you got a huge battery there. If we, you know, it would be nice during an outage or something to do that, but you can't do that with a Tesla, at least not with the current technology. So, see, I could see uh, if they if they fix the battery and they fix it to where if the power goes out, I can run my house off yeah. of my car. All right, we might be talking, yeah. but anyway, listen, you listen. Thank you yeah. for the checkup. Thanks for thanks for the checkup on that. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's interesting. I did ask if that was one way, but I didn't see. I, I didn't see. I although I have now subscribed to Wham Bam Tesla Cam. I want to watch all the various wrecks. <laughs> we'll get to the banking Biden administration when we get back. This is News Talk ninety eight nine W O R D. All right. I completely forgot something. And uh, so let's just sweep that aside. Uh, GS Plumbing Talk Line. Well, you know what? Let's just let's just have a little chat real quick. What I do here is, is uh, you know, I am the creative. I'm the one that brings it. You know, nobody's telling me what to talk about. Nobody is telling me what to say or how to consider it. So I, I bring that. And that's, I guess that's, that's, that's half of the equation. The other half is my producer. Um, the producer is the one that is shaping everything you hear. He's every sound you hear, every break, every click, every this, every that. He's the one that's putting that to you, and it's it's quite the it's quite the orchestrated event. And my producer, uh, Tim Tim Holcomb, has a uh, he's been here. He, he, He's he's been doing the Terra Cerveza show for I sent I guess since 2019. He had to fill some very awesome shoes. He had to fill Chris's shoes and he had to fill Lonzo's shoes in the time slots that he operates in, and uh, he's done it. And today is his last day. He is moving on. What are you going to go do? What, what where are you going to next? Well, I, I got an opportunity for uh, somewhere that's going to allow me because I currently work two jobs. So I, I, 
WRD being one of them, obviously. Right. And I've, I found a job that's going to pay me uh, more than those two combined, right. and I'm going to be working about 20 less hours a week. And you're you're, you're a young fellow. You're 26 years old. I mean, this is your first job straight out of college. You have done it. Mm-hmm. You have excelled at it. Uh, you will always have it, and you know if things get really sideways for you in the new job, of course, I'll be waiting here, probably needing you badly. <laughs> I, I think you'll be just fine, Bill. Don't you worry. So? Yeah, oh, you're very talented. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, but I, I, I just want to make sure everybody understands this. Uh, if, if I ever get anything or any accolades or anything out of this, I'm only, I'm only half of it. I'm only half of it. I, I only sound as, uh, I mean. In the background, what you don't hear are some of the things that he's feeding me and telling me and the cues that I get and all the other things that make it seem like I'm not some semi-professional that just got the job because uh, I was the only one that showed up and filled out the application. That's all due to your diligence. And uh, so, I, you know, now I know that we have a, a the, the bench at uh, Odyssey, the bench at WRORD is very very awesome but what i was telling uh what i was telling everybody when when i was asked i was like i know how tim what tim's going to do and and knowing what you're going to do when you're going to do it that helps me know when i need to to fire what i'm going to go do and uh now i'm going to have to relearn that dance so you have you have sank my career i appreciate it oh anytime (laughs) (laughs) but yeah for for a while there we we were a cohesive unit as they say so yes and we we really were on the text line, no, Tim, you will be so missed. I just cannot believe it, but good luck. I'm happy for you. Please come back if you don't like it. And uh, yeah, I would say yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. But uh, on the other hand, uh, with what you're going to be doing, is there room for growth? Is this one of these things? Yes, it could, is. Yeah, yeah. So okay. that's one of those things where, like, the, the place that I'm going to, they're uh, expanding, growing, and uh, as I was promised, and obviously we know how that works, but it, it, I was promised that the, with the growth and everything, there's going to be plenty of opportunity for growth as well, and that's definitely one of the major reasons as well that I'm, I'm going to pursue it. But I I'm really am going to miss my time here. <laughs> the 4 a.m. wake-up calls, probably not so much. <laughs> But but everyone from uh, Tara, Lee, you, Bill, uh, all the guys in the newsroom as well. Uh, I'm gonna miss everybody, and even on our sports station over across the hall, the fan, Rob, Alonzo, D- Diesel, and Mark. They were instrumental uh, from the time I got here. Uh, I, w- when I first started, I was w- working uh, part time as a producer o- over there, and I, w- right. I and I would do some things over here in WRD. Um, for, for a certain time slot as soon as I got out of college. But I w- worked over there a lot and got a lot of experience with those guys over there. And I owe them a lot. I owe you, you guys a lot. And I was just – I was very honored to be your first producer here at WORD. Well, you know, the, the – uh, you know, on my end, I was I was very pleased to have somebody that could handle it and everything. Uh, it occurs to me that I, I, I don't think you quite know exactly the storied part of things that you've been a part of. Because I started listening to WORD before you were born. So it, it was very special for me to be here and and, mm-hmm. and for for you to have done the work and to have executed it so well, uh, you know, as you go forth and everything, just remember that you were part of something big. It doesn't mean you're not going to be part of something bigger, but you were right. part of something big with this. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if uh, – did, did you and Tara have your moment? Because uh, I know you've been you, – you had a tough you had a tough slot to fill when Chris, uh, when Chris got promoted, so – Right, yeah, th- there were some things that we had to overcome at that point, C- kind of yeah. getting used to it, obviously, yeah. you know, getting used to Tara, Tara getting used to me, just because obviously we're with d- different people, you're you're going to run things differently and everything, but I, I say we worked together, we, we came away with a, a bunch of Star Awards our, our first year, uh, Yeah, 
Yeah, we came away with, I believe, three. And part of that was including when we won Radio Station of the Year as well. So the, um, all those accolades and everything, we, we've won. I think we won Best Morning Personality a bunch of years, or at least two of those years, I believe, that, that I was producing Tara. So... But it's it's been a wild ride. It's been a fun ride. I'm gonna and I really am gonna miss everyone. I'm gonna miss Upstate. But for now, uh, T1 is signing off. And yeah. it, there's only gonna be one um, producer, Tim. Now. So. Yeah. Well, good luck to you. Thank you, Bill. Sir. And good good luck to you and everyone at WRD as well. Everybody have a very good weekend. I'll be back on Monday. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the Voice of the Carolinas.